things cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. Welcome to our post-Thanksgiving, post-November edition of The Hopeless Show. I'm Aaron Wolf. This is Rohit Tawani. And did I say that really, like, ridiculously? And, uh, and the theme of the episode is Lockdown Schmockdown. Because as you'll see, there's going to be a lot of tie-ins to the lockdown and some of the schmockdown. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think that it's, it's, yeah, you're going to see that reference throughout the episode. But I also just want to quickly call out that uh, today is episode 33, the Patrick Ewing mm. episode. I know we said we'd stop mm-hmm. doing this, but I think it's okay to use retired players because they cannot get injured once we, um, you know, like Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley did after episode 26. Um, they could die. Their name. But yeah, we didn't, because we, I didn't want to jinx episode 22 with saying it's the Sandy Koufax episode. But he didn't pass between that episode and this episode. So now I'll call it the Sandy Kovacs episode 32. Okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I didn't, first of all, I didn't even know Sandy Kovacs was still alive. So good for him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this yeah. is extra informative for you. Yeah. This is great. We don't call ourselves lo- a learning show for nothing. I love when people are alive. In December, we're going to have a bunch of guests because, uh, because lockdown schmockdown, people don't have much to do, so why not be a guest on our show? It's honestly you you shouldn't be going outside. You should be having your agent reach out to us, um, and just you know mm-hmm. that 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 thirty minutes you'll we'll spend interviewing you is thirty minutes that you know could probably save your life. Um, so we're not it only will. are Aaron and Rohit bringing hope to your ears. We're also literally saving lives with every single guest we interview. <laughs> we, we are it's starting with Dr. Shirley Whitaker. We are, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. So, yeah. so with, but here's so we always start off with news from the quarantine. Now it's news from the lockdown quarantine. Uh, you can't do anything anymore because California is locked down. Other places are freezing. And summer lockdown. And then the, a lot of the red states uh, that are all the worst COVID places, I think they're still open. But like like South Dakota is number one right now in like 60% of people have COVID there. Some crazy number. <laughs> but they're still open. And their death rate, like their death per capita rate is awful. It's not funny, but it's like there's some car- karma there. Uh so, yeah, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating to watch uh, this divided country continue to operate in such a whacked out manner. Speaking of whacked out, Rohit, there's something I really want to address that was that I noticed during our quarantine. Oh no! Um, oh no! What do you got? Well, there's a couple a couple crazy things, and these almost could be topics, but they're uh, they're just news because they just happened. We got. You know, you can rate on the podcast on all the different apps. Sure. And on Apple, which we're on all the apps. I don't know which one you're listening uh, with. But on Apple, 
we got one star. Someone gave our show one star. And you're allowed your opinion. You're allowed to voice your opinion. But if you think something sucks so much, like a podcast, why are you listening to the whole thing so that you can then give it one star? Well, what did they write? Oh, they didn't just leave a review. No, they just gave it one star. So I have a theory behind that. What's that? I think it's my fault. I think it's probably someone who follows me on another social platform who didn't like that I was ex- been excited about the Biden win, who just came on to just spew hate. It's happened well, you know, before it, to it me. Could, and, yeah, and it, it's, you do could, get a lot of trolls. Um, however, I, do. I, I don't want to just completely say it's your fault because it could be my fault because, you know, uh, maybe you not everybody trolls. agrees with my with me with my all politicians are bastards rhetoric. Um, so maybe that didn't make <laughs> them happy either. But so, um, yeah. But why also why? Well, first, this is a uh, a thing. If you're listening to the show, I hope you at least somewhat enjoy it, because otherwise, why waste your time? So give us some good stars to combat this troll and uh, whatever app you're using. And second. If you hate something that much, like a podcast where you can just turn it off, why keep listening and then give it one star? I don't believe this person listened to the show because you're really doing a disservice to the days in your life, the hours in the day that you have. If you're with, with all the entertainment out there, yeah, I mean, wasted. I actually, I, I, want, I actually want to flip it. I think, I think it's. I wish that person left a written review. Because honestly, yes. I, I think that 33 episodes in, you and I may not have mastered the art of the podcast yet fully. Um, I think I we're mean, okay. Fully, we're, we're, fully. Yes. We're but, pretty, I mean. But I do think, I think it's great. If there's something that you, that listeners out there just think is lame or we spend too much time on or, you know, like why don't we try something new like X, Y, or Z? We want to hear from you. We want to get better. Oh, so, so I think maybe I take that one star, even though it didn't have context, I take that one star as a reminder that you and I, you know, we're always trying to improve and trying to make the show more fun for the listeners. Um, and, you know, and, and Mr. or Mrs. One Star, um, whoever <laughs> left it, I'm not upset at you. I don't think Aaron is either. Just actually shoot us a note or just or yeah. add some context because we want to get better. So thank you for bringing that to our attention. Um, and... It just serves as a reminder. Everyone can get a little bit better with what they're doing. So, yes, uh, that's a very hopeful way to uh, to take that. And I, I just wish the exactly people write us, tell us why we suck, tell us why we're wh- what we can do better. So then we can and get limit better. it to like ten things at a time because I know everybody can list at least one hundred things that you and I suck at. Um, yeah. So like just make it <laughs> digestible for us. Yeah, so. just just like a few at a time. Yeah, and. Uh, well, speaking of one star, um, just two other news from the quarantines that I just wanted to bring up. One is a big RIP to Tony Say, uh, the founder of Zappos and also the revitalizer of downtown Las Vegas and also the author of um, an amazing book called Delivering Happiness. And I bring him up because I had the pleasure and privilege of getting to go to his house a while back. We interviewed him 
and he gave us a tour of the Zappos store place headquarters. Are you uh, serious? Probably about yeah, like about seven years ago, and um, it was we went to Vegas. He had this, this crazy downtown, uh, a, like apartment in a building that he also owned that he revitalized. So downtown Vegas was all him because he moved the headquarters from where they were to downtown Las Vegas purposely so that Vegas could be rejuvenated in different parts that aren't usually like downtown, not the strip. And uh, what was crazy about his apartment is it was all decorated like a jungle, like with fake animals on the walls and stuff and hanging from vines on the roof. So he was really interesting like that. He was very mild-mannered, soft-spoken. Um, we had, we thought he might be uh, gay, but he, I don't think he ever came out. So I guess that's not a great thing to say, but or thing to say one way or another, whatever he was. But I, I thought so, but I don't know. He was just very, but he was very like, like you would have no idea that this guy started like a new way of business with shoes and with with thinking about life with his book. And then he gave us, well, we, we filmed it and stuff, but a, a tour of the headquarters, which was just also fascinating to get it from this guy. And then they got purchased by, I believe, Amazon. And he just had a, did a ton of philanthropic work and he died in a house fire, which is really weird and suspect. I don't quite get it, how he yeah, died yeah. in a house fire. Yeah, I think he succumbed to the injuries from the house fire, right? Eventually in the hospital. Um, oh, was that what happened? Yeah, yeah. And I think um, regardless, though, it was very tragic. The dude is 46. And I think he's one of these rare people, Tony C, was that um, was sort of like the proof of compassionate capitalism. Where yes. yeah, he, he created an empire. And this is the same, or very similar to what Andrew Yang has been banging on. He's like, listen, capitalism does not need we need people to prove that capitalism can have humans at the center and be people centric and he really was from the way that he built the services for his consumers with zappos even to this how he used his 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 the earnings that he came from got from zappos to really make his employees happy he paid them well he treated them well but also yes as you mentioned the way he sort of used he put it back into the communities and revitalized vegas and you know and still like he was like he was bringing up a part of town that was considered dead, you know, with old Vegas. So, um, you know, rest in peace to Tony. Um, you know, he is a real one and, um, you know, I hope more people in this world can prove, you know, that it's not capitalism versus communism, two horrible things at the same time, but we can meet in the middle and really have some compassion with how we treat people at the same time, keep business uh, propped up and helping our world grow. So and rest you, in peace. And Tony. you can show the heart in finance. Yep. And money, not it doesn't all have to be greed. Yep. So uh, yeah, rest in peace to him. And uh, the last bit of news from the quarantine that I just think is hilarious is that um, Donald Trump is using has been using Rand, Randy Quaid, the actor, as his mouthpiece for a voice of reason. Randy Quaid, if people don't know, like look up stories about Randy Quaid rather than diving me diving into them. He's an actor. He's the brother of shithole Dennis, Dennis. Quaid, Dennis the Quaid. Yeah. And he, yep. uh, and he, he, he's also was in like independence day, Kingpin, big movies. Um, 
very funny guy and also batshit crazy and was at, was not allowed back in the country for fraud for a while was on the run with his wife for a while the stories about Randy Quaid are awesome i recommend you read up on them and then for trump to be retweeting and saying thank you randy cuz he's like the one actor that's like really out there speaking for trump right now is you know unless you want chachi or uh what who's the other one there's like another one of those guys like 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 Randy Quaid is the A-list Trump supporter and yeah, I mean I it's it's just funny no, go ahead. that yeah it's, well it's, I just it's, think it's, like minds like minds come together I mean I I think I this is a really hopeful thing and to, you know back to business I think like this is I've never seen a greater sort of testimonial to the power of cameo um because <laughs> obviously you know, it seems that that Donald is just hiring all his advocates for like eighty dollars um, on this we- on the website Cameo. Like, I mean, I'm sure Randy was the one. You know, with basically with all the money that they spent on like these frivolous lawsuits, that they, that Randy was the one that they could afford that would actually take the gig. Um, so, you know, good for Cameo, good for Donald for being able to find some spoke- spokespeople. So, um, yeah, this is good news for everybody. That is, Ran- you know, that's perfect. <laughs> That is really good. Randy needs the work because Independence Day 2 is probably not going to hire him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was good. I'm going to that's going to get like a real big hope gong. (laughs) That's really good. So So, let's go. I mean, you just gave tons of hope for the quarantine and the lockdown. So, So So speaking of it. Yeah, let's let's jump right into it. So let's this first topic, you know. Um, as I think is, is a problematic pattern. I love to kick off the show um, with the first topic and usually with something as dark as possible. Um, and I'm not going to shy away from that this week. And Aaron, this week I want to talk mm-hmm. to you about a YouTube streamer um, and by, that goes by the name of Reflay. Uh, his real name is Stanislav Reshetnikov. Um, mm-hmm. He's a Russian dude, obviously. Um, and he... Uh, recently killed his girlfriend on a live stream and um as i was reading into it this couple they would you know he's 30 years old um and his pregnant girlfriend uh i don't remember how old she was i think similar age um he was uh you know they'd abuse each other for like you know like he just for views like he was smashing plates and china over her head spraying her with pepper spray having you know she would dump beer on him um, what? and then set his stuff on fire. Um, and they bring in friends and friends would get to abuse her. Um, what? and he also, and this was a got, star. This guy's an yeah, actual, he gets a, yeah, he gets a lot of views. And I think that's where I want to get to sort of like, where I sort of feel a little bit hopeless. And we want to talk about that is I'm really concerned where entertainment is going. Um, you know, it's kind of like once you know, entertainment is like food, right? Is once you start going down, you know, a certain, you know, let's like, let's talk about hot sauce. Like, you know, like you start with mild, like, Oh, I can do spicy food. And then you move up to medium and like, Oh, this is good. And eventually you get to the fire, like, you know, the fire sauce at Taco Bell. Eventually like, Oh, you know what? Fire's great, but I got to use like five packets, which I actually use five fire packets per Taco Bell item. Um, and because three on top and two to dip with each taco with each, you know, chalupa or whatever. Um, and it's eventually fire's not enough. I think in the same way, online content 
has gotten to the point where people are doing silly pranks to the point where they're literally killing each other. And I don't think he meant to kill her, but he finished the last 15 minutes of a stream with her dead on the sofa next to him. Um, and, uh, waiting for the police to get there and the ambulance to get there rather. Um, and still streams are coming in and there is his, you know, pregnant girlfriend dead on the couch. What? Full view. Um, so you could just so, see the whole murder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't think he meant to kill her, but I don't think that this was highly unlikely for it to happen with the way that they treat each other. Um, so and why was she staying on it? I think they both are pretty toxic. Um, yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm no expert, but I, I I would venture to diagnose this as a toxic relationship. Um, and the way so, it, the way it's described oh. here, um, so she she appears to have been at the center of the abuse with perhaps the most cruel video showing him repeatedly pepper spraying her as she laid on the sofa. Valentina screams as Reflex sits with two of his pals, only for them only for him to then get up from his chair and spray her again as she gasps her breath. She's then left writhing on the floor, crying and wailing in pain as he sits emotionless in front of the camera, sipping his drinks. Actually, that was a different incident. But yeah, that's not the one where she died. Um, but yeah, he faces up to 15 years in Russian prison if found guilty. Which, So all of that, the lack of the sentence, any, oh, how, does, how do we get any hope for what is happening out of this? Well, first I'm going to tell you what makes me more hopeless. I really want to watch this and that's a problem. Yeah. Like you just explained that to me and it sounds terrible, but I'm also like when we're done with the show, I'm going to look it up and that's yeah. a problem too. Like, and I'm just being honest to our audience. Like that is what I'm going to do. And I'm guessing some of our audience is going to do the same thing. Maybe is doing it right now and has paused, has paused the show. So, The hope in where where we go with entertainment and what is oh, I I mean I just went more hopeless. So yeah. Teletubbies, there's my hope. Yeah, I, I think mean that every time there that in on YouTube there's like violence like this that's live violence that's bad. It should just be replaced like YouTube. The moment that that starts to happen, they should have someone watching out not to censor, but at some point you can't, you can't, you shouldn't show a crime that's happening live on TV. You can record it or they have it recorded, but you should interrupt it. And I say interrupt it by just putting the Teletubbies up there. Yeah. And I mean, Teletubbies just something that's totally horrifying. different. Right. Right. They are horrifying. They're terribly horrifying and weird. But it, they're not a live murder. And yeah. something else, like something to deflect, because you can't really leave this stuff up. But I know we're in a free speech world, but are we in a free entertainment, let's murder people world? Yeah, I mean, I think and that's the thing. It's like, you know, there is there's a difference between hurting somebody and saying things. And apparently she died when he locked her out into the sub-zero cold because the viewers uh, kept demanding it because I guess he takes requests. Um, and even as then he went to go check on her and she stopped breathing, he brought her inside the couch, let her like dry, like let her warm up. And then she just died. And he kept getting sort of like donations, um, cause they're paying him, you know, that's how he makes money. Um, and there was a woman by the name of Liza Laserson, 
great name, great name, by the way. Um, she's a feminist activist. She slammed YouTube for prohibiting the spread of nipples, but showing scenes of violence and cruelty against women without problems. And that is a huge issue. And, and if anything, maybe Aaron, this, this exposes the hypocrisy of like, you can't show people like the human body and you can't show people like, you know, just parts of everybody. Wait, wait, I want nipples. Yes, we all do. So maybe, (laughs) maybe we do get out of this nipples. Yeah. I think that's the more violent, less, less violence, more nipples, less violence, more nipples. Let's start that. Like that should be, we should do a protest and we can all like less violence, more nipples, less like it can be a, I think it can catch on. I guess that's our hope. And also uh, there's one other thing. I think this further shows that unlike what the past regime regime was making us think Russia is not our friend. They don't think like us. And there's like a very big difference, uh, to these Russian YouTube things. Like that's not really what like, if that's the th- a thing that's a big thing there, that shouldn't be like, that's not America. That's not our, that's not what we stand for. Like murder is entertainment. And uh, I don't know. It just shows that maybe Russia has gotten the best of us the last number of years and we can get rid of it and make it sure that <laughs> <laughs> we're going to cancel Russia. Uh... Yeah. The, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, I mean, if anything, I'm part Russian too. I'm part Russian. Let me tell you, I've to preface, I am part Russian. I'm one fourth. So this is one fourth your fault. Um, but I think if anything, this will hopefully bring awareness to parents and bring awareness to just the community that like, guys, this is, this is not okay. This is, this is dark web shit. And if anything, force it to the dark web. And don't let you, why is YouTube even giving this guy a channel? Just showing abuse. Like, just like, that's ridiculous. Um, violence. One second. You know. I'm not done. I'm just finishing watching it. Oh, you I'm are? Just kidding. I'm, oh, I'm okay. not going to yeah. watch it until after. Um, but, uh, all right. Well, you the, know, I, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that was crazy. You brought up a topic that was a topic. Um, okay. Well, you know, if anything, uh, Aaron, I think, yeah, this is that this awareness will hopefully come through tragedy and maybe we'll start a bigger conversation, which brings us right into our next topic, which is drum roll. Are you ready for it? Because it is the end of something. It is the end of the mailer game. Today marks the end of it. Um, it's a it's a happy day. I have not enjoyed getting the mailers from both the Biden <laughs> and uh, the Biden campaign and the Trump campaign for all this time just to do this game. Uh, I I actually hated it. My uh, my inbox has always been flooded with these. Way more. I mean, probably three fourths Trump mailers and one fourth Biden mailers. I tricked Rohit a bunch of times, which was exciting of whose mailer it was, but not many times. It was pretty obvious usually. And as the conclusion for this, just so you know, Rohit, are you, are you interested in what I've been doing to try to eliminate myself from these mailers? Um, spam filters? No, no, I, I'm not, I'm not a quitter. 
I'm not one who's just going to unsubscribe. I'm going to try okay. to make them unsubscribe me by writing <laughs> vile filth back to them. <laughs> so like Mike Pence, Mike Pence sent me one uh, yesterday. Like he actually is sending it, but Mike Pence sent me one yesterday about how he's going to Georgia for uh, to prevent socialism and all this bullshit that they say. And so I wrote back, keep on going south to anywhere outside the country forever. You can chill with your other evil robot buddies. And <laughs> uh, and then they wrote back, we're reviewing your your contribution and we're gonna <laughs> and we're gonna review it. But I do think I'm like people do see like there's certain words that people that these campaign things see. And I'm, I think I'm going to get, cause I got, I already got blocked on uh, my phone from the Trump campaign because I think they asked for money. And I said, I said, I, I'd rather give it to a dying rat. So that didn't go over so well. So they canceled me there. So yeah, I'm going to end the mailer game going out with flames saying, saying my piece to these awful, terrible things they're doing. And there's no more yeah. Biden mailer because uh, he wants, he's, going to be president yeah thank god i mean because i would get so many and again like i'm just happy that that the 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 pain can stop in terms of my inbox um being over uh capacity um so rest in peace mailer game and we are so glad to never have to do that again um yes and all let me give a applause for the mailer game a rousing applause um, rousing applause so it is over so Aaron let's move on to our next segment um, and this is our weekly debate and I've been, I think we've been having a lot of fun with this um, yeah and and this debate you know we'll, we'll each take a side um, and um, and I think the, we're gonna have two two quick conversations and the first one is going to be about um, a topic uh, in an article that's been getting making the rounds that says protecting or sorry prosecuting Donald Trump is the only way to save the nation um, and in this article, the author goes to talk about how, you know, it's the only way to bring on healing for the nation is to prosecute Donald Trump uh, until he's placed in prison. Um, hmm. where, 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 where do you stand on this topic? Really mixed. Uh, I do not think President Biden or Vice President Harris should touch this subject. At all, I don't think they should even mention him, ever. I watched the, an interview they did together last night, uh, and they were great. And they don't even mention the guy. They don't mention his name. It's like he never existed. They just say the things that they're going to do different than the past um, administration. So in that regard, I don't think it should involve Biden or Harris. The Department of Justice and the like courts in New York, for example. And the, what was the, there was something I read that he did that was r really illegal. Um, oh, there's some bribery for pardons that's going on that they aren't yet releasing the names, but some people have been trying to bribe to get pardoned um, with money. So the courts are going to be the courts. They're going to do what they're going to do and they should because nobody should go untouched. We're all people. But it shouldn't be done like it, it should be the opposite of what Trump did, which was attack and try to 
eliminate anyone who went against him. I believe that our new um, our new uh, leaders should do none of that. Um, okay, well then this is not going to be much of a debate um, because we're both on the same side, and and you know, and I think that if I may even add to your point, I think I don't think it heals the nation. I don't think it brings a nation together. You had half of the voting population that the population that voted that voted for Trump, half that voted for Biden. You don't say, you know, you don't bring together, you don't heal the divide. Well it'd be Even to check the you, dude prob- if it was fifty if it was fifty fifty like you just said, uh we would have no president. So Biden did get six million more votes, which is a lot. Uh, yes, out of a country with over three hundred fifty million people. You know, like it's 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 still a major, major it's not a huge majority that chose. It's not, but it's, it's like it's, the Dakotas and Alabama could be eliminated with that many people. Sure, sure, but it's it's not an insignificant. It's 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 close to half of all the voters, you know. And I think that is yeah. huge and enormous. You don't bring them in. Um, it, it just sounds like lip service about healing if you then go and prosecute this dude, which we've already tried to prosecute. Nothing stuck with the impeachment. Nothing stuck with those hearings. As tampered as with the same that people think they might have been or whatever, if you, if you couldn't get him earlier, I don't know what you're going to get him for again, being the fact that we couldn't even get, you know, couldn't get him on previous uh, charges. But I think if, on a bigger sense is, is, is this just, this is no different than the locker up chance that we're coming, you know, from the left, from the right, uh, when Trump got elected, even after he got elected, why are you just like, why are you just trying to lock up a candidate that's not even in office anymore, despite obvious crimes that may have happened? And I think what that then pushes is the idea of just political prisoners. And I want you to name how many countries success remain successful after sending their previous uh, presidents to jail and creating that type of topic. It generally happens in banana republics. It generally happens in war torn nations. And it is just like, it's just, it's just to me, it's just, wait, silly. don't go insulting all my clothes. <laughs> I love banana republics. Yes. It's, it's, I mean, by the fact that you wear banana republic, it means that you support, <laughs> um, you know, prop governments that, um, you know, just run by warlords, um, without pop proper court can with kangaroo courts. And if you really think about it, banana republics and kangaroo courts on the surface sound amazing and hilarious. But in reality, they're not. And you're just supporting the, uh, you know, with your with your smart polos and real and really sensible slacks. Um, you know, you're supporting <laughs> just uh, <laughs> just tearing nations down with crazy, insane governments. Um, but, yes, I'm glad we're both on the same side of this topic, because I think, honestly, it's a waste of resources. It's a waste of time. And I think it's brilliant what you pointed out, which I didn't even realize was just how much the, the new administration is already moving away from mentioning the past. And I hope that they can stick to that. That would actually make that would remove some of the natural distaste i have for all politicians even slightly bit we're always we're moving the goal for me <laughs> is to move less and less towards hatred of all politicians um i think these, I th- these two together these two together are pretty damn good yeah so, i mean so, so far that, yeah Let's see what they do but uh i also think that um that things run their course and other things that this guy has done um in his life are catching up to him and have caught up to him. So those things that are like not about being president or not, they don't involve uh, what happened these last four years. Maybe some will, but things are going to run their course in other ways. It just shouldn't be done by our leaders. I agree. Um, If he ends up, you know, getting in trouble with the law because of other things he's done in his life, 
so be it. He's also just a citizen. Everyone is accountable to those things. So yeah. other than that, our focus needs to be on progress forward and the Biden-Harris administration doing their thing, not worrying about a, a lick of what he did. Exactly. If he gets prosecuted, he gets sent to jail, great. But that should not that's not something that's going to heal the nation like this delusional author and the obviously the obvious smooth brains on Reddit seem to think. Um, so, um, OK, next topic, Aaron. And uh, why don't you bring bring us into this? Yeah, this topic um, is. OK. People are really excited because 2020 is almost over and they're like, I'm counting the days till 2020 is over. And I think it's so stupid. I think it, it infuriates me every time they say that. One, a day is just a day. A year is just a year. Two, all those were the same people that were saying, I can't wait for 2019 to be over. Because if you, if you remember, yeah, 2020 is like really sucked. 2021, at least the beginning, is going to suck. Uh, and also, every year people do this. Like some celebrity dies... And people always say, can 2020 or can 2017 or can 2014, whatever, can it just end now? So can I just go over a few of the things that happened in 2019 that made people want 2019 to end so that 2020 could bring in a new decade because they'd hated that whole decade? Yeah. So because it just it's just like it's it's pure stupidity to me to say, like, I can't wait for 2020 to end. Yeah, it sucked. But you think January of 2021 is going to be good? then it's not <laughs> uh in terms of celebrity deaths which is something that people always say when a big celebrity dies like how could it be how could it be this is the worst now this year's the worst and yeah this year we've lost some some big ones like Tre alex trebek recently and such but uh 2019 people were i mean up in arms sad Rightfully so, but like, can this play? Can this year end when Luke Perry died? Luke Perry, it was like, oh my gosh, how could he die so young? This is terrible. It was terrible. It's not um, like 2020 is not going to have sad deaths like Sean Connery, uh, another one, uh, this year. Nipsey Hussle, big rapper, big LA icon, died. Oh my gosh, can 2019 just end already? Please, can it end? John Singleton, director, died. Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca, dead last year. Um, there's some other big ones. Doris Day died last year. Terrible. Tim Conway died. Uh, Vern Troyer died. Gloria Vanderbilt died. I mean, the list goes on. And Rip Torn died. Great actor. Um, Peter Fonda, legend died last year and every time one of these can eddie money i mean incredible singer incredible voice incredible talent died uh you know the list goes on just with deaths and then last year if you remember there were hurricanes and earthquakes and floods and natural disasters and climate change was at an all-time high and there was a huge impeachment trial that that where a guilty man got not, nothing happened to him so like there were and the list goes on for 2019. And when 2019 was over, people were like, thank God it's 2020. And look how that's gone. So I think we all need to do something about these these like platitudes that are pointless. Like, can we just make 2020 stop? 
Can it just end? I just can't wait for these next few days, three weeks to be over. Give me hope because I well, can't stand it. Here's the hope. I think in what you did just by recapping how bad 2019 was and saying, hey, listen, it puts you were trying to put 2020 perspective, right? Um, and I do think what you've done is successfully figured out what the spell cast was to call in Cthulhu um, because <laughs> you just did the ultimate how much worse could 2020 get. Um, and I think that we are literally going to um, awaken a demon hell beast from the depths of the ocean. Um, yeah. And to bring you hope, to bring us hope, um, at least that's going to be something we haven't seen before and it'll be interesting. So congratulations, Aaron, um, at what you just did. I did it. I did it. Yeah, I awakened the Kraken. So I thanks. did it. And also, <laughs> I guess you hope going it. And also, if you look at 2020 on a bright side, and I hope it doesn't become 2021 again, uh, because of the um, the lockdown and the COVID, and COVID, there haven't been school shootings because there's been no schools open. Because if you remember in 2019, there were lots of school shootings and mass shootings. Now the shootings have been on the streets, protests between MAGAs and uh, Black Lives Matters and stuff. So, you know, that's a good thing. And I hope that continues in 2021. It probably won't. But yeah, so what's going to happen in 2021? We have no idea, but I agree. 2020 wasn't no. very fun. So, yeah. So if anything, <laughs> you know, it. it's, 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 like I said, we have, we'll have, um, like I said, monsters coming from the abyss and, um, and I'm sure 2021 will also have its, have its, have its drama. Um, it's just, it's, it just always keeps life exciting. And I think that's great. So thank you for, for, like I said, again, giving us perspective, Aaron. Um, so yeah, that's, so I feel, I that's feel why I'm here. As you know, you, you know, just listen to bad things when my bad things always happen. Um, now speaking of things, so someone that an entity is always involved with good and positivity. Um, let's move on to our segment. Guess the BTS. Yes. Guess the BTS. So BTS, you know how they always said there was the British invasion there. Yep. Of of like the Beatles coming to the U S and then all the good British music coming to the U S it was called the British invasion. Well, did you know that? And BTS remember is our favorite band. We are part of the BTS army. They're the K pop band. We love them. We just don't know much of their music. We're learning their music. It's getting better. I think, um, well, what we know probably we've at least listened to 10, 12 songs by now. And now there's a new song. And it's invaded Britain. It's the reverse. K-pop has invaded Britain. And BTS has a number one single in Britain called Life Goes On. Wow. Okay. So that, that, that's quite the, the circle. So can you, can you guess, because I forgot to do it, can you guess how, how Britain was invaded? <laughs> Wait, so... Because I totally screwed that up and told you the answer before you could guess. Yeah, so I'm gonna guess that BTS did a version of "Life Goes On." Um, yes, oh, I got it finally. Fine, yeah. I think I've gotten. I got the one where they're worth four billion or six billion. Yes, I which the number and on then the dot. This one. Yeah, well, so I guessed the BTS, um, and I good, feel good about it. Good job. That was. Uh, Big screw up on my end, as we said at the beginning of the show, and definitely during this lockdown schmockdown, 
we screw up a lot. We're not perfect. I'm very not perfect. I totally screwed up there. So by all means, like write me and tell me I suck with that one. Uh, um, let's move on to the the next topic. This is probably everybody's favorite segment where we go through just a few topics in 60 seconds. You know, we generally try to, whoever's running the topic, we'll try and spend the first 30 seconds or less explaining what the hopeless issue is. And then the rest of the time that rest run 30 or so seconds is trying to solve it or bring hope to it by the other person. So Aaron, I'm going to start, let me start the timer. Yes. Um, and, uh, this first topic is, I'm going to go. Um, so Amazon um, in the UK has been slammed for selling barbaric 31 euro or pound, sorry, um, DIY kits for illegal UK ear dog ear cropping. Essentially people are getting pit bulls and, you know, they chop their ears and it's illegal mm-hmm. in many places. Um, and it should be illegal everywhere. Um, cause there's no reason to chop your dog's ears or tail ever or, or declaw your cats cause it's barbaric and unnecessary. But, um, these they're, they're selling this kit, the a home kit where you can just chop off your pit bulls ears. Um, so, um, how do you find hope from that? Well, my hope is why, why do you need to chop your dog's ear off? Like, it's kind of like that Russian guy you were talking about. Like why? Like look in the mirror people and figure out better things to do with your life. Like this is just yeah. stupid. This is just stupidity. Uh, and so I think, st- I think for these people stop being stupid. Yeah, I mean, I don't even get it. I don't even get why that's like, like in fashion, just like I didn't understand when, uh, when the pillowcase dress became in fashion, when women were wearing like what looked like pillowcases a few years ago, but it was a dress. I didn't get it. Like, oh, I loved it. You liked it. You liked the pillowcase. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was so goofy. Yeah, it's great. Um, (laughs) All right. So I guess you're for dog you're chopping too then no no they are not one of the same yeah and, and it's, it's just it's just wild and again maybe this is awareness maybe people can realize that that these horrible devices for mutilation are available um and that um you know hopefully the seller got negative reviews yeah i um, want to go on yelp and give talk about stars i want to give it one star yeah okay let's move on to the next topic and i believe that's yours yes so a, a, another mega church pastor who was allowing like a thousand people into his church died. And uh, I weirdly don't feel bad because he was leading other people to, uh, to possibly die by doing these mega church things. And it also made me extra hopeless because we had one of those guys on our show, Lucas Miles, who does the exact same thing. So I then went on to it onto Lucas Miles Facebook because we're friends on Facebook and I saw and he's promoting the exact same bullshit rhetoric and give me hope because I just don't get why these people who claim to be religious leaders are trying to kill their their uh, their people. Well, they believe the power of God is stronger than the power of the human body, and it's not. Um, and you know, even Jesus said, beware of false idols. Um, or maybe God said, I don't know who the fuck said that, but I remember (laughs) hearing that somebody said that in the Bible. Um, and, uh, all right, cool. So I feel hope from that. Let's good. I'll give it a little, uh, um, bong, bong. Um, next one is yours. Oh yeah. Let's go. All right. I get two in a row. Um, all right. There's a Jewish doctor, really good doctor. And he was 
working on a uh, patient who he, you know, as he undressed to see who he was, the guy is anti-masker, Trumper, covered in swastikas and anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic rhetoric, Trump rhetoric, all that stuff, including like a swastika, I think, uh, on the middle of his chest. And he had this dilemma of like, what do I do? Because this guy is obviously a bad guy. Uh, give me hope because I feel for this doctor big time. Well, I, th- I think he's respecting the Hippocratic Oath. And even in times of war, when you capture an enemy prisoner, you know, a nation is judged with how they treat their enemies, you know, and how they treat their, their you know, their criminals more than how they treat their, their, their best upstanding citizens. And I think that, you know, if the doctor healed him, it's a positive sign that, that can show that, you know, there is still empathy in no matter what this guy, you know, there are, are stories of, you know, people that are former neo-Nazis and all that, that have then changed and reformed. And, you know, so this dude, he's, 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 you know, probably still an active, you know, racist Nazi, but if anything, maybe that might've steered him towards a point where it's like, okay, if a Jewish doctor had the wherewithal and the compassion to heal me, maybe they're not all devils, you know, You're, and. That's so. actually, this is a big hope gong because I think this is the essence. Bong. This is, this is the essence of what I hope starts to happen in our country is kill hate with hope and kill hate with kindness because if we can start doing that and if our leaders at the top can do it and the trickle down effect can happen then we will win we will be better off damn um, right so you have one All you right, have the next, one that i have no idea next topic. yes so shuri um who you may remember is the younger sister of t'challa black panther oh right peace in the series so the actress Letitia wright Recently, we had on a tie. Recently, went on a tirade. How she's, you know, pretty much she's a vaccine. She's an anti-vaxer, um, and does not believe in the COVID vaccine. Um, and people started calling her out in Hollywood and doctors, and so she's still not backing down. How do we get hope out of someone, a really respected celebrity that plays a scientist? Yeah, like a genius scientist in Black Panther, telling people that they shouldn't take the the, the vaccine and she doesn't believe in it, the COVID vaccine. Uh that. Sadly, that whole that movie, which is like a fantastic film, uh, lost its lead, Chadwick Boseman, and they're having to redo a lot of uh, pieces of the Black Panther for Black Panther Panther Two, and maybe maybe they just there's some recasting and reconfiguring here because we might not need her in the next one. Yeah. Well, in the comics, um, I don't know what's gonna happen because she actually the sister takes over for the for the the throne of Black Panther. I guess when he actually dies in the comics, um, so she's gonna be play a bigger role. Maybe just maybe this could be the one time cancel culture's good because maybe she might knowing that she's gonna be taking the the, the reins. Maybe it, it's it's Disney is like you goddamn idiot. Just take the damn vaccine um, so we can shoot. And so this, so we can like get this going. And so you're not an embarrassment to our multi-trillion dollar corporation. Um, and so, yeah, may, maybe that, that it'll be the first time cancel culture is used for good. Um, and so we'll see. Or, um, or she doesn't take the vaccine. She gets COVID. She gets unhealthy. And then we have a new black Panther. Yeah. It's, I, I don't wish, I don't wish her, that sort of uh, that pain, but yeah, maybe it's just she gets sick and it's a scare. Um, for more um, black Pan- for a new Black Panther, because I don't know. I think that that kind of stuff is just idiotic. Like, we have a pandemic. Let's get help. 
<laughs> let's 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 be leaders in saying we want the help. All the presidents, all all the former presidents are going to take it on, take the vaccine on TV. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Bush. I'm happy they're not doing tr- that. Not, you know? not and, the not Trump, but he doesn't matter. No, uh, but Bush, not, yeah. Bush, Clinton, and Obama all will say said they will do it. It'll be like a TV special. It'll be like the Royal Rumble of vaccines. It's gonna be awesome. Nice. All right. Well, let's get on to our, our final hope in sixty. Now, this one is um, about um, a. Uh, let me get started. It's about a new role um, at the at Twitter Corporation where um, you're going to have a Twitter conversational safety czar. <laughs> um, and what that means is Twitter has now hired uh, this woman um, uh, and uh, she is going to uh, her name is Christina Sue. Um, and she is going to actually be in charge of providing safety, um, and, uh, justice in terms of blocking conversation on Twitter. So essentially she's the head of censorship of the, the good, the good think police. Um, and they're celebrating this as a positive and people are saying, Oh, finally, now there's like safety in conversation. So how do we get hope of someone that is literally their job is literally to censor any thought that doesn't go with um, what people feel. Oops, I just used the whole time explaining it, but I'll give you time to answer. Um, yeah. So what do you think? Uh, well, I think I thought Twitter was already doing a good job by when people are just spreading misinformation that is just false. Trump was the one we saw the most, like most of his posts. They deleted the, the links because they were just wrong. I thought that was enough. Uh, as someone who's been attacked on Twitter a lot, like it's an app, it's a it's a thing. It's just like we don't need to be these that big a wimp. We can have thicker skin if we want to go on the app, and if you don't have that thicker skin, don't go on the app. Because I think this position is completely unnecessary. Except if it adds jobs, we need jobs right now in the country. That's like saying we need more stormtroopers because that gives, uh, you know, it, we it, always need more. Storm I don't know. We man. need more stormtroopers always. Yeah. But in general, I think that this is complete waste of time. And I think people should be able to censor their own decisions of what they do or don't do on Twitter and so on. And the safety are all she should do is be uh, getting rid of dangerous, fake, fraudulent information that people like Trump have been putting up because. All that does is create danger. You don't want danger, but you want people to be able to uh, to have free speech. Yeah, it's and but really, truly, though, it's, you know, I've 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 heard the the term that words are violence. I think violence is violence, not words. And, you know, I I, I don't know. It's 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 replace bad speech with better speech. Don't or counter a better speech. Don't don't remove it. And I think what you're doing is you just force people in, from the public space of Twitter where they can talk about these things, and then they go to the private spaces where these negative thoughts can't be countered, but they only fester in these echo chambers. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. Yep. I think I think sense. Yeah. Yeah. Censorship. There's no difference between censorship and fascism. And I um, no. And and I just mind. thought of another uh, phrase, just off the top of my head. Uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. What do you think? Good phrase? Aaron, I believe firmly in that phrase, and I hope that people can start to believe in it again. Let's believe in um, it again. Believe in that old yes. phrase. 
So now we are on to uh, the the end of our show, the submissions and uh, hope fulfilled. Submissions, there's uh, two funny ones, or interesting ones. Uh, Atakan wrote me and said, Aaron, who do you think will win the U.S. election? Like last week. And <laughs> so I like to answer everyone's question. Atakan, I, I don't know where you're from. I don't know... Um, Maybe the news hasn't gotten there yet to where you're from. <laughs> but uh, the, the answer is, because I want to answer uh, questions, is I believe that Joe Biden won the election, uh, will win it and won it. And so uh, there you go. I'm just here. We're here to answer with facts. And that's, and, and that's another spoiler alert you should have put out there. Um, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, Atakan was asking, you know, if it goes to court and all of that. And I think both your and my answer still remains the same. Um, I think that the election has pretty much been settled. Um, all this nonsense will be behind us. We don't have to worry about who the next candidates running are for at least another year. Um, <laughs> and I'm so excited for that. So, Me so too. excited. Let's just, yeah, let's just move forward. Um, forward. Yeah. New, yes. So... And another uh, submission fan mail um, was from yes. Stephen from Toronto. And Aaron, what did Stephen from Toronto write? Yeah, and you take this. He said, okay, January... he says, yeah, just take it. Go for it. Yeah. So Stephen asks, January is going to be even worse. What should we do? Um, now, Stephen, if you mean worse in terms of weather, um, it's something that we're always prepared for, you know, bundle up. But if January is going to be even worse in terms of you're talking about what's happening in the world, I think you're totally right. At least we can see it coming. Um, we don't know what's going to make it worse, but we know that as soon as it hits, you know, midnight on January 1st on New Year's, you know, that doesn't mean the world automatically gets better. Um, and, um, if anything, uh, maybe now's the time to start putting some sort of prop bets or however you can gamble on terrible things happening. Um, and just start like, you know, putting $10 here, $5 there. And I'm not a gambling expert. I know, I know my co-host is, um, but maybe now's the time to oh, yeah. start speculating on what could go terribly wrong and making some money off of it. Um, find ways to capitalize on pain. Yeah. Like I, uh, I bet a ton of money on uh, Joe Biden winning and still haven't gotten the payout because of the, uh, these lawsuits. So they still won't pay out until like for another two weeks until the electoral college is confirmed, which is so dumb. But I did that. The, another way to go is bet against the terrible thing. So I, just put all my marbles in Joe Biden because I figured if Trump wins, everything is totally screwed anyway. So my bank account can be as well. But if he wins, well, I want to get rewarded personally for Trump losing. So, so yeah. So Aaron believes in going all in. I believe in hedging. So, yeah. so find ways to, for me, I would recommend finding ways to offset what could potentially go wrong in case it does go wrong. Um, and then, uh, then just, at least you can get rich and just, if it helps, um, I, I know I have a friend that he actually, there's a stock, uh, that he buys that when the Dow goes down, this stock goes up and vice versa. So if you, you know, he has already made a bunch of money, um, this year. So if you, you can buy like, you know, negatively, you know, inversely proportional or your inversely proportional stocks, just that, that, you know, or, or sort of things that, that when the world tanks that these do better. So maybe there's, what, there's some dude, what's the there. stock. I don't, I don't, I gotta, I gotta text him and ask for it. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it to next week's episode. Okay. Cause um, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and fine. So thanks for writing, uh, Atakan and Steven. And finally, Hope Fulfilled. And we got two little items. And the first thing I just want to share in terms of Hope Fulfilled um, is uh, just what um, I think really, you know, I, and I don't know if it's necessarily the world's most hopeful thing, um, but uh, I would like to read you a headline, yeah. um, Aaron. Um, and you let me know. Guests at Gay Daddy Orgy where anti-LGBT MEP was caught breaking the COVID rules, thought the cops raiding the party were part of the show and they tried to undo their pants, the host <laughs> claims. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's the most hopeful thing ever. That is awesome. It's, it's amazing. So everything in that, you had a politician that was anti-gay getting caught being gay um, to prove that a lot of homophobia comes from people that are just so ashamed of living their truth. Secondly, it happened at an orgy. Third, it happened at a, like a daddy orgy. Fourth, the cops came. Five, they trot the cops were part of the orgy and started like fondling them. Everything is hilarious. Um, so I feel so much hope from that. So that yeah. is hope fulfilled for me. Declothe the police. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think I'd share with that before you end us on a more uh, on a more legitimate note. That's funny. Um, well, the the final hope fulfilled is, the, you know, as the year ends and we we come to our final shows of the year. I think uh, what we've shown with lockdown schmockdown with with a lot from this show about the new year coming, is that there's going to be so much hopelessness in 2021 which is great for our show, but new things. It's not going to be as politically driven. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be Trump driven at all. I really want to ignore him now um, as much as humanly possible, especially in January in the new year, because he's done. And, uh, and our show will go on. The hope is that our show will continue with more hopeless things that we're going to bring hope to and a, as wide a variety of topics as we can find hopelessness in and you find hopelessness in. And to me, that brings me hope because we can go on and uh, when we started, the, <clears throat> excuse me, when we started this show, we didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. We didn't know how the racial injustice movement was going to take. We didn't know all this stuff. It all took off and, and veered our show in a, a direction that we didn't expect. And I'm looking forward to just more random hopelessness that we can bring hope to. As am I. And so, you know, because the world will always be filled with negatives and sometimes you just need to counter a negative with a positive. And that's what Aaron and I do. And we thank you guys for, for being with us for th 33 episodes and there's many more to come. And all our listeners, stay hopeful. And, and stay hopeful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can catch us on V Aaron Wolf and at Vohit for Rohit with a number four on all the various channels, and uh, we will talk to you later. And I can't wait to talk about how the undoing ended. So everybody listening, go watch it so so you don't have to skip around with spoilers next week. Yes. All right. All Bye, right. everyone. When the world seems golden bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul.